Um, but we were seeing that intersection and I saw this bumper sticker on this van. And on this bumper sticker, it said, if you don't follow your dreams, you'll spend your life working for somebody who did. And it clicked. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, we have Randy with Countryside Lawns. How's it going, Randy? Good, good. I'm happy to be here. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> did, did I say did I say it right? Did I like, because I, I feel like there's their YouTube and the, is that your business also? Like, what is the actual, and then there's like Countryside Vlogs now. So what 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 is it? Set me straight. Yeah, there is. Uh, the business is actually called Countryside Lawn. Oh, I got and, it. And <laughs> uh, yeah, just Countryside Lawn. That is the business. Um, and I had for a while the YouTube channel was Countryside Lawn, and I ended up changing it over to Countryside Vlogs because for a long time I just went to daily vlogs and I got away from it a little bit. And now it seems here lately I'm back to that. So uh, pretty much doing daily vlogs. But um, so that is Countryside Vlogs, and then my Instagram is also Countryside Vlogs. But, awesome. So that that is the social media aspect of it, but yeah. the business is Countryside Lawn. I always assumed that, but I wasn't sure. I never actually asked you, so that, I'm glad we got that all cleared up. And um, I remember you were like, y- you are for those that have no idea, you you are one of the OGs of the community. Like I'm sure you were probably making YouTube videos before before I was. I, I know you were back in the Geek to Freak days. You remember all that. You were part of all that. So you're like super OG. Like you've been doing this for forever, it seems like, right? Ironically, yeah. And it, it's funny that you mentioned Greg because Greg is the one that taught me how to make videos. Wow. Um, for probably the first three or four years of making videos, I used the same exact program he did, which was just a Windows program that came stock in your computer. We didn't use like, I mean, now I use Adobe and, you know, I'm in Adobe Elements, Adobe Premiere, things like that. Um, But I never messed with any of that stuff. That was all too high end, too high tech for me. I wasn't a computer guy. I mean, I was raised in a country farm boy. I mean, we just, computers weren't my thing. So um, I just wanted to step my game up a little bit and uh, Brian Shane from Top Notch is the one that stepped me up to that. But yeah, um, Greg from Geek to Free, we used to talk on the phone. He'd walk me through some stuff and tell me different things to do. But Greg and I have a lot in common. So um, as soon as I started watching his videos, I, I didn't start making them very long after he started. Yeah. Uh, after he started his lawn care, he did a lot of completely different style videos for a couple of years before he even got into lawn care videos. A lot of people right. don't know that, but um, he did. But him and I have a lot in common as far as our personal lives. So we just clicked right off the bat and he walked me through it. And yeah, since uh, way back when, way back when, before everybody was making YouTube videos, <laughs> yeah. there was a handful. I was not many of us on Brian Shane. Tom, not, he wasn't even making videos when Greg and I started. Yeah. So, wow. Talk about some memories. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into that later in this episode because I definitely want to <laughs> um, hear some more of those stories and, and kind of get talk about the very early days and, and, you know, your whole mindset with that and how it's evolved to where we are now. But I wanted to kind of, you know, get, allow you to introduce yourself to, to the audience, everyone out there listening to this episode, um, because you haven't really been on a whole lot of podcasts and 
Um, you do a lot of great stuff on YouTube, but some people might not just randomly be on YouTube or might not have stumbled upon you on YouTube or been recommended or whatever, but they somehow are listening to this podcast. So thank you friends for listening to this episode. Uh, um, so go ahead, Randy, why don't you give us your origin story? Let everybody know where, you know, where you came from, how you got, what you did before lawns on care and how you got into lawn care and, and kind of like where, where you're at now with your business. Okay. Well, uh, I pretty much went from high school right into the military. I went into the Navy and uh, I was a search and rescue diver. Uh, that's what I did. Um, and when I got out of the Navy, I pretty much have been in a uniform since I graduated high school. I did a lot of security, um, all different aspects of security. I worked for years on an armored truck and I spent up until lawn care, I spent most of my time working on an armored truck and also as a federal firearms instructor, teaching people how to shoot, doing qualifications, things like that. Wow. Um, and what had happened, um, this is kind of, I've, I've done videos on this in the past, um, but it's been quite a while. Um, so even people that have probably subscribed to me in the last couple of years, if they haven't watched back videos, they wouldn't know this. But how I come into lawn care, and I've done lawn care for a total, up until this year, 23 years I've done lawn care, but always working for other companies. This season right here is my eighth season on my own, running my own business. Okay. Um, but I always did it on and off, and I always loved it. It was it was always a thing I wanted to do, and, you know, I was like a lot of people. I wanted to start a business, but, you know, I just didn't have – I had all those fears that everybody has, so I wasn't going to make that leap. And then what if I give up my benefits? What if I give up my medical? What if I give up my guaranteed paycheck? So I really didn't know what I was going to do. Um, what it come down to was I went through a divorce, and I got full custody of both my kids. So it came down to now I was really in a struggle. I didn't have a choice. I couldn't give up that job. That was when I was working on armored truck and a federal firearms instructor doing both. Plus, I had a security job doing armed security in some not so pleasant areas of Buffalo. So yeah. Buffalo, New York. So right. how, um, how long was, ago was this? Um, well, I the first three years of my business, I still did that part time. Oh, OK. Um. Yeah. So, cause I kept that part-time and still did the business part-time, but the business just got out of control and I just, I just couldn't handle both. So I had to make a decision. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, so I had to decide what I was going to do. Well, I met the girl that I'm married to now and we had been dating for a while and I just, I knew I had to make a change. Um, I, I wasn't doing lawn care then. I was still doing some part-time lawn care for other people. Um, and I just knew that I wasn't happy doing what I was doing, doing that on the side, plus doing firearms and working armor truck, which I love those. I love those careers. That was, that was where I thought it was for me for the rest of my life. Um, but I knew I loved law care. I knew I wanted the freedom. I knew that I wanted to spend more time with my family because I'm now dating this girl. I have my two kids that I have full custody of, but I'm working on a slow week, 70, 74 hours a week. So I'm not seeing a any slow of week. <laughs> yeah, I'm Jeez. not seeing any of them. And I'm like, what is this all for? I'm going to miss the best years of their life. Right. And I've always been the guy that I don't care if I have $20 in my pocket. As long as there's food in the house, the kids have what they need, the bills are paid. I'm good. I'm happy. I got to the point where, like I need to do something. And this girl that I'm married to now, we're, we're dating and we're in traffic and we are sitting. I can tell you the exact corner I was sitting at. It's actually along my Monday <laughs> route when I'm mowing. But we were seeing that intersection and I saw this bumper sticker on this van 
And on this bumper sticker, it said, if you don't follow your dreams, you'll spend your life working for somebody who did. And it clicked. That was it right there. That's all I needed. Wow. I looked over at her and I said, I'm going to start a lawn care business. Now, this girl that I'm dating, she knew me from when I was younger and I actually graduated high school with her brother. And she looked at me. She goes, I'm surprised you haven't yet. <laughs> and that was it. I took a loan out of my 401k and I bought a crappy old Dodge Dakota pickup truck, uh, Skag belt drive walk behind and a John Deere sit down rider. And I hit the ground running. Nice. Um, and I was by midway through my second year, I was sitting at over 70 weekly accounts. So that was weekly mo. My business just exploded. Wow. I developed a really, really good name for myself really quick. Um, and the rest has been pretty much history from there. It's just, I've progressed each year and, um, I just recently made a post. I believe I put it on Instagram and my Facebook. Um, I can't remember if I showed it in a video, but I just recently received a plaque, which I've gotten a plaque the last eight years in a row. Um, but just the plaque. This year I got a plaque and I got a glass trophy um, from my local business association the eighth year in a row as long care service of the year for my community. Nice. Um, and because of that, I, apparently eight years is the magic year where you enter the business hall of fame. Oh, that's wow. What the, that's what the top of the trophy says. It says nice. uh, business success hall of fame. So congratulations. Uh, so it, it's <laughs> thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, not to be like, not to brag about myself, but I mean, I've worked, worked really, really hard for that. And so have my guys. And a lot of that time was solo. Um, but when I have had the guys and my son, he's been with me the last two years is those that watch my videos have seen, um, We've just worked really, really hard for it. And I'm really meticulous about what I do, no matter how long it takes me, everything has to look perfect before I leave a house. And so it's paid off for me. Yeah. So what, what are some things that you do or did to, to get you to that point to be, to win that award every year? <clears throat> um, it, when I, the first year I got it, I was really puzzled. I looked at my wife, I said, is this a scam? <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? They're going to, next thing I know, they're going to want money or something. And, um, so I got a hold of them and, and what I have learned from it is um, you, you don't enter, you don't join anything. The way that it works is they have to get a certain amount of calls. There's a criteria. They have to get a certain amount of calls every year from customers of yours with good things to say about you. And it puts you in a bracket. And once you reach that level, I mean, there's businesses around here that are far larger than I am. Um, but it doesn't matter how big or small you are. Um, you, once you hit that criteria where you get, they get so many calls a year with people saying good things about you, um, then that's when you qualify for the award. And I mean, just some of the things I, I do specifically in my business, I'm one of the only people in my town or in the, the three towns that I work in, in my area, I'm one of the only companies that carries an edger on their truck. It's just, it's just not, a, it's not a thing around here at huh. all. And it's, it's funny. Because Do they not edge I, or they just use their trimmers no, all the time? They, they don't edge. They oh. don't edge. They don't use their trimmers. Like I cut in the first couple of weeks of the season. I cut everything in with a metal blade edger. Mm. And then I maintain with my trimmer. With the trimmer that's yeah. just how I've always done it. I teach my guys to do it the same way. Um, and the houses that we mow that have sidewalks, you can see like there's a drastic difference. Yeah. It's not day between mine and the ones. That, I mean, you know, right. how it is. Yeah. And so. I mean, that's a big thing around here, but also I absolutely refuse to leave grass laying on a customer's property. Like your average cookie cutter house, it's, you know, half acre or less than a half acre, whatever it is. If I cut that lawn and it's springtime, because it, 
growth is just out of control. In my area, from April until about mid-June, it's nothing for a yard to grow seven to eight inches a week. That's non-fertilized lawns. It's just how it is up here in the Northeast. Wow. And so I mow a lawn. If I have to, I will double cut that lawn so there's no laying grass or I will bag it. And it's still the same price. Some guys in my area, they will go to, if they double cut it, if they don't just leave the grass, a lot of guys just leave it laying there. Right. But if they do double cut it, then at the end of the month, they hit their customers with a bill for a double charge and they never told them about it in the first place. Mm. I've picked up tons of accounts because people have told me that that's what they do. But Mm. uh, another big thing that's helped me is I stick to a very regimented, very strict schedule. And so you're on the same day every week. And I tell my customers, if it rains on your day, because I do not mow in the rain, if it rains on your day, I guarantee to service your property within 48 hours. And I've never not stuck to that in eight years. So I'm dependable. I'm reliable. They can plan things around me. And I always, the biggest thing, I always do what I say I'm going to do. And I mean, you know how that is. Some days it's the heat of summer yeah. and you would rather you'd rather do a million other things than go trim that set of hedges you promised Mrs. Jones you would do, but you said you would do it. Right. So you go, you suck it up, you go and you do it. And that's been a big thing for me. I've never once told a customer I would do something and then not followed through. Right. But in my area, I mean, I'm sure it's like in a lot of areas, it's very common for companies to promise and then not deliver. Yeah. I see it. I see it a lot. Yeah. Well, I, 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 so Speaking of that, what do you think it is that uh, that there's such a, a difference or discrepancy, I guess you would say, with all these other guys that you're talking about versus you versus me versus it seems like everyone that's on social media or, you know, in some capacity putting out content, whether it's, uh, you know, Instagram or YouTube or all of that. It seems like, I mean, are we just like elevated mindset people and, and by default, and that's why we put this content out or is there something out? Do you know what I mean? Like the, it just seems like, and no mm-hmm. matter where in the country people are having these kind of comparisons, like to me, it just seems like common sense to like edge the, you know, to, to, to make it like, a, I just, it boggles my mind sometimes that still people, uh, a new, you know, potential client will, will say, uh, I'll ask, you know, are there some things that you weren't happy with from your previous, you know, service provider? And they say stuff like, oh, they never showed up, you know, when, when they said they were going to, or they never showed up like like really ever, like they just kind of randomly showed up whenever they showed up, they would never answer the phone or, or emails. We had no communication. And, you know, and then when they did come, they kind of like, you know, left a mess. Like they would scalp the yard. You could tell the blades weren't sharp. And I'm just thinking to myself, who are these people mowing the lawn? And how, why is there such a disconnect? Like, I don't get it. I didn't go to like lawn care school or anything. Like I just, it's just common sense stuff to me to just do a good job. So what, what do you think is the disconnect there? Get started today with GPS Track It and get your first month free. Register at gpstrackit.com slash LCR or call 855-930-2323. Real-time vehicle tracking, time and driver management, driver behavior, equipment asset protection and management, and smart video dash cam solutions all in one place. Improve route density and productivity, save on fuel and idle time costs. Protect your vehicles, recover lost or stolen vehicles, no contracts, and a low monthly price. GPS Track It. Find the link and phone number in the episode description.
Hey guys, Mr. Producer, and I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the LCR Media Podcast Merch Shop. If you're looking for a way to support the show and share it with others who might also enjoy it, then check out our LCR Media Podcast exclusive merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, even an insulated water bottle for when you need to take a sip of water. I think I'll leave that one right there. Anyway, just click on the link in the episode description to see the products. Make sure to tag us on Instagram at LCR Media if you do snag some swag. And we sincerely appreciate you listening to and supporting the show by picking up some gear. Thank you, my friends. Well, you're you're exactly right. And uh, I'll just touch on this real quick. I will never discuss politics on social media. I just don't do it. I stay away from it. I have my own opinions and you're entitled to yours and right. I don't really care. That's for you. This is for me. Um, but you know, as well as I do, that common sense is not so common anymore. <laughs> it's just the way it is. And, I gotcha. You know, I'm not, but I'm the guy that calls a cow a cow and people know that from my channel. Um, but it, they also know, you know, as far as being on different levels, a lot of people comment on my videos all the time. They're like, man, if you screw up, it's in your video. Like, <laughs> As a matter of fact, I just I have a video I have to upload tonight that I recorded today, and I literally explained how I was ducking under a tree, and the tree caught me in the back of the shoulder and literally took me off the mower. And oh. like, like it left a nice cut right down my shoulder blade. Like, but a lot of channels will cut that right out. No, we don't do that. Those mistakes don't happen with us. But <laughs> I've shown people how you know I've screwed this up or I screwed that up. So, you know, I laid on the line. But um, as far as being on like different levels, it's. There's a lot of lawn care companies in my area, and there's some of them that are very good companies. Like uh, one of them is it's a large company. I mean, they take care of all the Amazon facilities. I mean, they're a big company, um, and I've had them in many of my videos. One of the it's the dad and the three brothers that run it and own it, and uh, they're very very close friends of mine. And I've had them uh, live uh, videos. I've had them on podcasts and me and other stuff, and uh, they're a phenomenal company. But there's other companies in my area that are smaller that do a really good job. And then there's smaller ones that do a horrible job. Yeah. And then the same thing goes for larger companies. But I think it comes down to, it's not even a business thing. I think it comes down to who you are as a person, mm. maybe how you were raised, how you look at things. Um, you know, it's the whole integrity thing. You know, I mean, and some people can't even spell integrity, but they'll <laughs> preach it all They'll preach it all day long. I mean, it's just, everybody knows it. The clear definition is doing the right thing, even when nobody's looking. Everybody knows what integrity means, but some people will like preach it and they'll go on and on all day, but they couldn't even spell the word. Like you have to have integrity. You have to take pride in what you're doing. We actually wrote it down. Um, I had a guy come back to me this year for the first four years of my business. He ran like sometimes when I would run a second crew, he ran that other one for me, but he moved to Texas and he's recently come back. So he was with me all this year. And uh, it was funny because we got call after call after call this year. We picked up so many lawns. Mm. It was just out of control. We're currently sitting at 104 weekly accounts. Wow. And I have over 15 of them that are over four acres a piece. So Man. we, we got a lot of mowing. We do a lot of mowing every day, but I have insane route density. Like uh, most of my days I'll park in one spot and hit three, four, five lawns at a shot. Right. So it really works out for us. But, um, that aside, we wrote down this year because there was like, by the time I got the third call, I said, okay, I said, Max, there's a pattern here. Something's going on here. So we started writing down every new one we picked up that customers would tell us the same thing. And what we were being told was, 
I paid my guy for the entire season last year up front, and he almost never showed up. And when he did show up, he would do a horrible job. He'd leave grass laying everywhere. And so we started writing it down because I was like, Max, I wonder if this is the same guy. Oh, man. It sounds like the same guy. I don't know who this is. So I called some of my other buddies that own even larger companies around. I'm like, are you getting this call a lot? And they're like, yeah. And, uh, and then come to, f- come to find out it wasn't the same guy. It was oh. a few different, it was a few different companies. I'm like, what are these guys doing? Yes. Like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, I'm just taking, I'm taking lawn after lawn after lawn right now because these guys just aren't showing up. And then I picked one up, uh, about a month ago and, and I mentioned in the video and I showed the house and, um, the guy that lives in the house, his son is somebody I went to school with. Uh, he actually sells me my vehicles. He works at the dealership that I nice. buy my trucks from. But uh, he called me and he said, yeah, he said, Pops had a heart attack and he was in the hospital for about a month. And I said, oh, is he okay? He goes, yeah. He goes, I'll get to that. But that's, that's not why I'm calling. Why I'm calling is his lawn care service, because he missed a payment while he was in the hospital, stopped showing up. He said his yard is like a foot tall in a very nice neighborhood. He said he just got home from the hospital and he feels like a fool. He goes, you know how he is. And I said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I go, JJ, I'll go take care of it right now. I go, I'm literally like a mile and a half. I'll break off my route. I'll go and I'll knock this out. He goes, dude, just put him on for the rest of the season. He said, dad gets home from the hospital, calls the guy up, asks him why he didn't mow. And the guy told me, Mr. Payment, he said, well, I'm sorry, you know, this is what happened. I'll pay you over the phone right now. He pays the guy, a week goes by, another week goes by, and the guy still doesn't show up. He calls the guy and says, you know, where are you? And the guy said, once you miss a payment with me, you're done. Find another service. And he hung up on him. Wow. Yeah. like That's crazy. (laughs) I, I I said, come on. I go, are you serious? But that's what happens. And. I, like I said, and I, I think it comes down to who you are as a person. Like, who would do that? Like, it, you don't have a dad. You don't have a grandfather. You don't have an uncle. You don't have a brother. You don't have somebody in your family. What if it was them? Is that how you would treat them? Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. I, I think it all comes down to who, long before you look at it from a business aspect, I think it comes down to who you are as a person. I, I think that is very, there's a lot of truth to that for sure. I can uh, totally agree. And, and I'm hoping that with all of us sharing all this information and in different, you know, uh, different platforms and all that and different levels, hopefully we are elevating anyone that's listening to it, you know, especially the younger generation. That's who a lot of the younger generations watching YouTube and listening to podcasts and all that. And they're, they're just crushing it. And hopefully they can kind of start, you know, like a new wave can come through and start filtering these other people out. Like, you know, we'll call it, you know, like Paul and I joke, like Chuck in the truck and Rick's mowing and all that. Like, these are the guys that typically like just don't have it together they don't let their they they don't have like you said the right personality the right character therefore they don't have the right business sense or, or the best business setup going on so hopefully those people will either get it together or they will just kind of filter their way out because what happens is we end up i don't know about you but i've had plenty of people that are like super jaded by like lawn by lawn guys and the you know and they, oh, they're, yeah. they're still they they're in need of it because whether it's their you know disability or something they can't you know do it themselves or whatever the scenario is you know i mean it's it's a luxury service but i mean some people it, it's a need because they can't do it themselves mm-hmm. and the grass has to be cut otherwise you get letters and you know you can't have this crazy overgrown lawn that's not healthy in a lot of levels either so it is a need for some people but you know ultimately 
those people are still getting a bad impression from those kind of people. And, you know, the, the, the guys that we're talking about, and then they come to you and you have to kind of like fix them up, you know, you have to kind of repair it, go into right. damage control, you know? And, and then they have like all these like bad, like things like, Oh, what about this? Or what about that? Or, Oh, I, my, my other guy did this or that, or I, I expect this and that. And it's like, Oh, and you have to go through this whole process to get people like on the same page because of all these people that messed, <laughs> messed it, messed them up, you know? It is. And and it's almost to the point where sometimes I feel like I have to, like you said, I have to fix them before I can sell them. And it it comes down to, I mean, I'm sure it's the same way in Virginia where you're at, but it's you all every year you see those new guys pop up. And then the next year you don't see them anymore. Everybody thinks that lawn care is so easy. I'll just hop on a mower. They don't understand (laughs) so much more to it. They don't understand that we live in constant anxiety for six, seven, eight months of the year. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, you know, they don't understand that everything that's involved. So they're quickly to say, I'm out of here. But, you know, I read it on a lot of lawn care forums. I mean, I belong to a lot of them. I don't comment on most of them because sometimes people just get out of control for my liking. But um, I see it on there a lot and I hear people complain about it in other videos. And I hear local guys complain about that they complain about the $20 guy or the guy that, you know, how can he mow lawns? He's underpricing everybody, underbidding everybody. I've never worried about that. I've never concerned. But, it's mainly for two reasons, which kind of they kind of collate together. So, I've never I've never looked at the other companies in my area as my competition. I don't think they are my competition, um, even though we do the same thing. The only competition in my business is me. How can I be better tomorrow than who I am today? Um, in my opinion, if you're paying for a service, it should look like you're paying for a service. So, when I leave your property nobody's going to look over and say, oh, Mrs. Jones does a great job in their yard. They're going to say, who's cutting Mrs. Jones' yard? Right. That's what they're going to say. And that's what I want them to say. You know, and I guess on some levels, people can look at that and and say that that's egotistical, but it's not by any means. I just take a lot of pride in what I do. But, you know, I tell my customers, I I don't do, I've had people offer to pay me for the entire season up front, and I just don't accept it. I tell them, like, listen, I invoice at the end of every month. At the end of the month, if you're not happy with what I'm doing, tell me not to come back. I'm not out anything. You're not out anything. You can make a decision at that point. So you won't run into what you ran into with your last guy paying for the whole season. You don't know me. I'm asking you to trust me and have faith in me that I'm going to do exactly what you want to do. But in the case that you're not happy at the end of the month, you can tell me not to come back. No hard feelings. I go my way. You go yours. And that, so that's kind of like one of my, it's become one of my selling features to them because of, like you said, there's been so many people that have just done customers wrong and make us look like, I don't want to stereotype or or (laughs) just unprofessional negative. Yeah. Yeah, We're just unprofessional. It it kind of made everybody's getting the idea that the lawn care guys are just the high school dropouts, the uneducated that couldn't get a job anywhere else. So they're cutting grass with, you know, by, by all means I'm, I'm driving around with a hundred thousand dollars what you see between that truck trailer mowers, wee whackers, blowers, et cetera. Right. That's a hundred thousand dollars out there. I didn't get that because, you know, there's some high school kid or whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I'm one of those guys. So, you know, I take a lot of pride in what I do and I, I like to look professional and, and I, I try to elevate the image of how people look at log care companies yeah. in my area, because even if it's not just for me, the guy that, like I said, is not my competition. I like to see everybody succeed. So I'm constantly sending work to other companies in my area for, I get calls, my phone, and then it may be that well, I, I believe a large portion is because of that award I've gotten every year mm-hmm. um, because they advertise it for me. 
Um, so my phone rings every day, all day, even on the weekends. Um, and, and so I constantly get calls for work I don't do. So I'm constantly spreading the wealth. I'm sending it to other companies. I never send it to just one company. I try to split it up and share it between a bunch of companies. So I'm trying to elevate that image of not just myself, but other companies in my area. But I make sure that I tell them, hey, listen, I just sent you this work. You're going to be getting a call. But if you do them wrong, I will never send you any more work again. So I, I kind of like you I prime like put them. that out there. Yeah, yeah I, I put that out there on them. So, you know, that, you know, hey, do the right thing. Here's your chance and I will keep you in business. Yeah. So I'm trying to elevate it for all of us. Yeah, that's 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 what we should all be doing, hopefully. And I mean, like I said, between social media and what we're doing locally, you know, with everyone in our local area, like you said, giving work, um, just helping out with different tips. I mean, people will contact me, local people will contact me like Insta- on Instagram or something, or maybe they'll call me or text me or something because they see my number on my truck or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they ask me different questions and I try to help them out that way too. Cause it's, it's all, we're all helping each other grow to, together. I mean, that's, that's the best way. So a hundred percent. What, so are there certain services that you don't offer that you're trying to give some of that work away or, and, or like, is it maybe like out a little bit outside of your route, you know, your dense route? Um, like what, what is um, there you're giving out? Both. Um, I only cover three towns in my area. I like to stay focused and there's so much work in these areas that I cover. So it, it keeps me with all that I need anyway. I don't need to expand out any further. <clears throat> Excuse me. But so I've made contacts with guys that are in other areas and whether a lot of them have actually been guys that watch me on YouTube <laughs> and have contacted me that live nice. like the next town over a couple towns over next city over. Yeah. Um, I'm just above Niagara Falls, New York. So Buffalo, New York's like 35, 40 minutes from me. I don't go there. But so guys have watched me from there and I've developed relationships with them. So when I get calls for those areas, I send it to them. Um, but uh, real funny, I'll, I'll just veer off some, veer <laughs> off of that real quick. Is Brian from Top Notch? Yeah. He's got a number of my t-shirts and sweatshirts. And I actually got a call for irrigation <laughs> oh, no. for, from a lady and it come up Wichita, Kansas. Uh, hey, somebody called me and I talked to her and I said, and I couldn't figure it out. She left me a voicemail and I couldn't figure out how she got my number. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So I called her back and I told her, I said, well, listen, here's the deal. I explained to her and she laughed. She thought it was hilarious. I go, uh, let me give you the phone number of the guy you want to contact, which is the guy that was wearing. He was out mowing lawns wearing yeah. my sweatshirt. Oh, so she was so, trying to get a hold of him, of Brian, yeah, but he was wearing your sweatshirt. Yeah, oh, so man. She told me it was so funny. Um, so, yeah. So I sent work out to another company that's out of my area. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, so I do that. But also, um, so mainly... What I do is um, lawn lawn mowing, lawn services is my bread and butter. That's my main thing. That's what I do. I plow snow in the winter, um, but I also do like light landscaping, um, a lot of hedge trimming. We do a lot of mulch um, and things like that. And then I do uh, um, aerating, overseeding, and fertilizing. But outside of that stuff, I don't really get anything. There's a big... There's a big demand in my area for um, block walls, paver patios, paver walkways, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I know the guys in my area, there's mainly three of them that are the best. And I send it out. I split it up between all of them. And, you know, as I get calls and I send that kind of stuff out to them, I did that years ago for another company and and I just, I want nothing to do with it. It's just yeah. not for me. Yeah. Um, but 
<clears throat> so I send that out. Or if I get, there's, I get a lot of calls for people just want their entire yard just re-leveled and hydro seeded or sod put down. And I don't do any of that either. Yeah. So I just don't have time. So I send that out as well. So it's mainly just stuff that I don't do. Gotcha. So um, just I uh, wanted to touch base on staffing. You know, I, I, I oh, for just from my YouTube, you know, experience from, from watching you on YouTube and social media, I feel like you've gone from like, like you've been solo and you were like, I just want to stay solo. It's too crazy with, you know, not being solo to like then your son working for you. And, and now um, someone that worked for you once upon a time is back. So I know there's been a variety of things going on. Can you, um, Give us some some of the, the history and the, the mindsets on all those. Yeah, for a little bit, I was solo and I, I originally thought I just wanted to stay solo. Um, but then I started getting so much work coming in and so many lawns and, and I was just loving it. I was loving the money. Um, and I've always been kind of a and I, I don't mind being by myself. I don't mind like I can. I, I'm one of them people that I mean, I love people. I love talking to people. Um, I love you know, that's one of the reasons I go GIE every year. I mean, I like the new yeah. equipment, but I just love talking to people. And, uh, but I'm also on the same note. I'm one of them people. I can go three, four days without seeing another person. I'll be fine. I don't mind being alone. It's never bothered me. So, <clears throat> so working on my own and I'm also one of them people that, and it's a big flaw of mine. And I've, I believe I've geared it way back over the years. And I, I know I still have work to do, but in my mind, I'm constantly thinking, if I can do it this fast, you should be able to do it too. Yeah. So, and I know that's not the case. And so I'm, I try to give leeway and I've actually said that to some of my guys and they're like, you're not like that at all. I'm like, I just don't let you see it. <laughs> I'm like, what you're doing might be driving me crazy, but I'm yeah. not the guy that's, I'm not going to hammer you for it because I know everybody does things differently. Yeah. But, um, so I did go to some employees and what I did is I got too big, too fast. Um, I didn't have procedures in place. I didn't have rules in place. I didn't, I didn't have protocols in place to where like I was showing everybody, this is how I want it done. Everybody does it the same way. So when you walk through the door, when you work for me, you're with me for the next month or whatever, and do that with every single person. And now every single person will, if I step away from the business, everybody will do it exactly like I do it. And I never had any of that in place. I just, I kept getting so much work. I kept taking bodies in. One guy worked for me and I, and they'd be like, I got a friend. I'm like, okay, bring him in, bring him in. And I just, that kind of thing. I turned into a glorified babysitter. Mm. My wife was like, you are so stressed all the time. You're losing your mind. She goes, you need to make a change. You need to do something. So, um, like I said, my main guy, he moved to Texas. He's always been in quality control at different factories. And yeah. so, so he went to Texas with a good job. And, uh, so I'm like, I just went back to solo. I'm like, I'm letting everyone go. I'm laying everyone off at the end of fall. And you know, that was a hard thing for me. Cause I'm like, Oh, I want to make sure everybody has jobs in place first. Oh, I want to yeah. make sure everybody's taken care of. And I was also that guy that would take on work to give them work yeah. versus, you know, versus I have the work. So now I need you. Right. Um, so I was always that kind of guy. I was always more worried about everybody else than myself or my business. So, um, so I laid everybody off in the next year. I'm like, I'm doing it by myself. And the plan always was for my son to come and work for me. That's always what he's wanted to do. That's always what I wanted him. And I, um, were more like best friends than we are father and son. I mean, I'm still, I'm not that I've never been the timeout parent. I'm not the parent that'll be your <laughs> friend first. Like 
I'll hammer right into him. I'll, I'll drill him to the wall and he knows it. So like, I don't give him leeway, but we are super tight. We work out at the gym every day. We yeah. work together every day. Like we're super tight. So that was always the plan. And that's just built bigger and bigger over the years since he's worked for me. But so I was back to being solo and I loved it. I was billing out a lot less every month, but I always had more in the bank because mm. I wasn't paying Your for things expenses. guys were breaking. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have all the insurances on the guys. I wasn't paying for things that were breaking. I wasn't paying for customers' property. They were payroll destroying. taxes, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have all that. So, I mean, I was doing good. Well, my wife called me up one day and my son was driving her crazy. And I said, <laughs> bring, I said, bring them to me. <laughs> I'm like, bring them to me. So she brought them to me and I said, grab that weed whacker. I'm like, and go weed whack this yard. I said, I will deal with you after this long. And <laughs> it's been downhill since then. He was with me for, I think two weeks and I taught him how to trim. And I said, you're spending the first two weeks on trimmer. He's with me for two weeks on trimmer. I said, do you want to learn how to ride a mower? So we had a big open property, a huge acreage fire hall that we mow. And I put him on the stander and I thought that that would be, you know, that's the easiest thing. It was, I had one stander and two walkers, you know, what was I going to do? So and uh, <laughs> yeah, put them on just, walkers. That would have been crazy. Yeah, a lot of people just can't figure out a walker. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll put them on a stander. So I did that and he did not like it. He wanted nothing to do with that stander. I put him on the walker and he took to it like night and day. Like, wow. Was, bam. He had it right down. Go right figure. Off <laughs> yeah, it took, I struggled with it. When I finally bought one, I called Brian Shane. Yeah. Like, I can't believe you would do this to me. Why would you get me to buy a walker? Like, yeah. I thought we were friends. Like, <laughs> I hated that thing. But uh, he took to it and he loved it. And he's been great ever since then. Um, and then, uh, like I said, this year, uh, Max came back from Texas and uh, he said, if I come back, you got a job for me. And it was just in the beginning of the season when I was getting all these calls that people, you know, screwed over their customers. Last yeah. Year. And so I was like, I can take all this work if you can guarantee you'll work. And he goes, yeah, I'm yours. So um, he just recently took on another quality control supervisor job that offered him all these benefits and stuff that I just couldn't afford to pay him. Yeah. Um, and he actually did tell me, he goes, tell me to stay. If you want me to stay, I'll stay. I'm like, Max, you have two kids. Take the job. Right. I'm like, I'd love you to stay. I'd love you to be here. But you have two kids. Take the job. I will never keep anybody from bettering themselves. That wraps up part one of Naylor's interview with Randy Haskell of Countryside Lawn Care. Hi, I'm Mr. Producer. Part two drops tomorrow morning, and Naylor also has episodes on Wednesday and Thursday as a part of his Road to the GIE series. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow the show to get notifications and even get the LCR Media Podcast automatically downloaded to your phone. Have a great day, friends. We will see you back here tomorrow. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.